0: Welcome to the Fuzzy, Mike, the Fuzzy Mike, the interview series, the podcast, whatever Kevin wants to call it. It's Fuzzy Mike. My guest today on the Fuzzy Mike comes to us from Los Angeles uh, by way of Moscow, Russia. Yeah. So, uh, Alia Michelson is a uh, very, she's like a Renaissance lady, okay? She is a major philanthropist with her billionaire husband, Dr. Gary K. Michelson. Uh, they, they support a whole host of causes that we'll get into uh she has uh, a new cd out uh the song is pleasure is mine you'll hear a little bit of that a little bit later on and uh and we'll also uh, talk to her about that american beauty is the song that really kind of put her on the world map it uh, uh, comes off of her last cd which was her debut cd by the way 10 years of solitude and that is actually uh she's lived in america for 10 years and she wrote about her experience being an immigrant from russia to hear, but she's been a journalist uh, in Moscow covering a lot of different stories uh, in Russia. And she also is uh, uh, an artist. Her Seven Continents um, project is incredible. I would encourage you to go to Alia Michelson, A L Y A M I C H E L S O N.com to see what she did. She went to, uh, she didn't really go to every continent, but she took inspiration from every continent and made these uh, crowns, these seven crowns of flowers that remind her of the different places in the world. And it's really, it's really quite beautiful. You know, as we're waiting for Alia to join us, here is a little clip of her new song, Pleasure is Mine, which is out now. And you can probably get it on Spotify. what I like about Alia's work is that it is it's different. Uh there is some electronic uh music there. There's some orchestral music and it's interesting how she has melded that together into into one sound. Uh there is really no song on uh, her de- debut CD, uh 10 Years of Solitude that sounds exactly the same as the one previously and it, we're going to hear a couple of different tunes and you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about there. And here she is now, Alia Thank you. Well, I, I got to admit that my Russian is about four words long. Uh, so um, uh, you just said thank you. So I'll say, Pajal usta? Yeah, correct. That that means you're welcome. And then yeah. uh, uh, I will say later, uh, thank you for joining me. So I'll say thank you for your kindness. So, Well,
1: you can just say, It's more like, you know, when somebody did something to you, uh, like, I don't know, helped you um, for the participation in the show, you could, there is a little bit different expression, but spacebo will work just as good.
0: Very good. See, the the audience didn't know they were tuning in for a lesson in Russian today, but I I, I had talked about you before we went live, and uh, I, I said about your Russian background. Now, we are going to talk about your music here in just a little bit. I've already played a snippet of Pleasure Is Mine. Love it. And there's a couple of other songs I want to talk about, especially uh, uh, a couple off of uh, uh, 10 Years of Solitude, and American Beauty is the one that really kind of, I think, put you on the map with over 500 Spotify listens. Is, is that... Safe to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's growing.
0: It's growing huge. And the other thing that I was talking about before you joined us is that there is not a single song, whether it's Pleasure is Mine or or from 10 Years of Solitude, that sounds exactly the same. So it, it, you've got you've got a uh, uh, Pleasure is mine. You've got American Beauty. And then the other two that I really, really liked are Puppet Strings and Heart-Shaped Hole. And they're all very, very different. So what is going on in your mind, Alia, that all of these things come out unlike each other?
1: Oh, I appreciate the uh, homework that you've done, really, because uh, very often journalists, they don't really follow the uh, way that artists actually um, came through before you know, he or she appears in the front of wider audience and, um, you know, everybody we're all developing and it's especially true when we talk about artists, about singers, about songwriters and all the songs that you just mentioned, they all from different periods of my life. And I was experiencing different emotions. I was in a different state. I was dreaming about uh, something different and um, they reflect whatever was happening at that particular period of time. Perfectly. In addition to that, uh, I love experimenting. I, uh, you know, I'm not a show kind of person when people ask, Oh, you know, but h- how are you going to do that? How are you going to be touring? And I usually say, I don't even think about it that, because that's not the attraction for me to be an artist. For me, attraction is a creativity to sit in a studio, to experiment with the sound, to try this and that research. That's what really, um, makes me want to do stuff. And, um, all these things, they were experimental. You know, at one point of time, I was very interested in and influenced by some rock culture. So I was, you know, the uh, Hardship Hall was born, which has some rocky elements. Then there was a puppet strings where I discovered cello for myself with an instrument. And um, the whole song basically built around this instrument. And pleasure is mine is my um, recent obsession with, uh, I shouldn't say obsession, but... Uh, um, my recent interest in, in uh, migration, immigration topic, and female empowerment topic, uh, together with uh, um, genealogical research that I'm doing um, on my family line, and um, I'm very into history um, these days. So it's it all reflect where I am at certain period of time. That why it's so different.
0: And what's interesting is that people say, write what you know, and your life is incredibly interesting. So anything you write about yourself is definitely going to pique the curiosity of the listener. Let's talk about Pleasure Is Mine, the new single that you can get down on Spotify. I'm assuming that if we go to aliamichelson.com, we're going to be able to listen to it and get it there as well.
1: Yes, uh, aliamichelson.com is like the major um, website where, it's actually not just about music. I'm interested in a variety of projects, and you can find some information about uh, philanthropy work that I'm doing and some other projects that complement music, like. Uh, the art project "Beauty of Seven Continents" that was actually released together with "American Beauty" that will complement Pleasure's man. I've
0: already talked about that. the The flower uh, crowns are absolutely exquisite. Do those still exist? Did you dry those and put them in a museum or something? Because it looked like so much work went into it. You just don't want those to die and go go bye bye.
1: Exactly, exactly. We actually will do an even cooler thing. Yes, the the original crowns they were. Preserved and, um, the florist, Natasha Nguyen, she's actually Los Angeles based and she has amazing chemistry in her. She's part Russian, part Vietnamese, part, um, Asian. I mean, she's such an interesting, um, uh, person with all this, you know, crossroads. And, um, so she preserved them and was saving them for some in-person event. But together with that, um, I'm about to be done with G- digital recreation of these crowns and um, everybody will have opportunities to wear them using augmented reality technologies. Uh, we will probably do project uh, maybe close to the next, either at the end of the year maybe beginning of the next year when you can scan the barcode somewhere in Los Angeles and maybe in some different countries. We'll see how it goes and just try these crowns and, and experience for yourself how cool it is to you know, be transformed transform immediately to different country just, uh, you know, by wearing these beautiful flowers.
0: Artist, musician, philanthropist, and I thank you profusely for what you and Dr. Gary have, have done with all of the innovations and the, 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 the causes that you support. And you're also a mother. How do you balance this? You must never sleep
1: well sleep depression something that i am experienced I'm sure is uh, the majority of mothers these days um, you know when um, when your cup is full you want to share you want to share the uh, light that's inside you you want to share something that you experience and something that um, you know makes you move around um, I, of course sometimes I feel tired and thinking maybe I shouldn't be having so much things on my plate but Uh, then I think, you know, um, what if it will help someone? What if it will inspire someone? Because together with just on hand project that we do with my husband, um, there is also a moment of, you know, inspiration. And uh, if I would have something, someone, you know, like me or not like me, um, when I was growing up, when I was trying to achieve something, it would mean so much to me. It would let me, you know, not give up in the moments when I'm thinking, OK, well, I think I should just stop and do you, friend."
0: Well, American Beauty is kind of like that. American Beauty is uh, a, from 10 years of solitude. And it talks about you being uh, an immigrant and how the transition and transformation went for you. And I believe one of the quotes that you said was you hope when other women who are in a similar situation hear this, they'll know that they can make it number one and that they actually have somebody who's gone through the experience kind of singing to them. So what was that experience like coming from Russia to America?
1: Well, I I guess I'm, way more fortunate that maybe majority of the people because, um, I came to United States when, um, I met my husband. So I already had loving hands, and hands and somebody was waiting for me. Somebody, you know, helped me from the start. Um, very often immigration starts from nothing from downgrading from living up all your dreams and starting life from scratch. And it's a difficult experience. And, um, Together with this, when you come to a new country, there is a danger of a single story, uh, the danger of stereotype when um, even before you open your mouth, even before you introduce yourself, people already have certain opinion about you, depend where you came from. And I experiences, experienced this my, myself firsthand because um, I, I had several situations with on the playgrounds or in the supermarkets when, uh, you know, I do have accent, but I don't have very significant accent, or let's say, no, not say, really, not at all. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the Russians usually, for whatever reason, they sound a little bit different than me. But but still, I have some slight difference when I when I speak, and when people after they find out that I'm Russian, they immediately already had certain perception of me, like oh oh you're probably a ballerina, oh are you comedies, are you drinking vodka every day? So I mean, all this. um tired, sometimes funny, but mostly upset and stereotypes, they're dangerous because they create barriers on uh, the road of immigrant and particularly female immigrants. And they already have so many barriers in their life. They don't need additional uh, obstacles. And um, this is why I saw that uh, song and the whole project and the whole activity that I started developing with American Beauty, will be so needed and hopefully will uh, create some changes in the society.
0: you talk about just knowing where somebody's from or hearing where somebody's from, you automatically make stereotypic impressions. Where I grew up in, in St. Louis, Missouri, the very first question that you're asked when you meet somebody from there or when you meet somebody there is, oh, what high school did you go to? because it tells you the demographic where you grew up. It tells you what kind of family you're, you're from. And like you said, there is a bit of a danger in that because you have already preconceived notions you might not want to find out more about that person.
1: Exactly, exactly. And it doesn't mean that stereotypes are not true. They're particularly true, but they're not complete. And this is the danger. It, it's not allowing you to make the real impression of the person. And in 21st century, and I keep saying that over and over again on every interview, uh, we, the life, life of everybody of us, changing so dramatically. We, move so freely we travel we move because of different circumstances and we will move even more everybody of us will experience immigrant immigrant experience uh if you wish um and if we will not learn how to welcome people that come to us uh, they will not mel- welcome that when we will come to them.
0: The pleasure is mine. The new single that's uh, available on Spotify. Uh, it, it talks about this, st- your, your want to break down stereotypes. What is your biggest pet peeve stereotype that people have about Russians?
1: Well, you know, pleasure is my very interesting song. It's, um, follows up american beauty so interestingly because in american beauty i'm raising up this topic of migration female migration which is an interesting phenomenon by itself it's growing from year to year and in year 2019 the female immigration first time in history prevailed male migration which is kind of uh, i think phenomenal fact and um my prognosis is only will grow and after raising this topic. You know, obviously the next question would be, but who you are in all these crowds? So the pleasure is mine, is the story about me, about my Slavic roots, about uh, Russian roots. And um, I actually went down to the libraries and researched the old... Um, books with old songs from the area. When I grew up, it's um, about six hours from Moscow, the little town, and um, it, it's kind of a sleepy town, but at the same time, it gave to Russia the whole myriad of uh, beautiful classical poets and writers, and one of them, Ivan Bunin, who actually got the Nobel Prize for Literature. Um, it's, you know, the town is small, but it it's like, if it, I don't know, it produced... Maybe like about twenty very prominent English writer. That's that's how powerful it is in whatever whatever it is in the air in that place. And um, so talking about the Russian ladies, I'm obviously talking about stereotypes. And uh, but more importantly, um, I'm also talking about um, my understanding, which lies very closely to the understanding of femininity and the feminism that Russian women have, you know, like, um, if you will, for example, will look how Russian females portrayed in the Hollywood or in the media, uh, it's usually spy. Mm -hmm. It it is uh, beautiful, you know, whatever, um, sexy, but spy has something in her mind, quiet, but very dangerous. And, um, Obviously, there is some people like that, but it couldn't it couldn't be more different from the realities. What is true? You know, we were talking with you about the uh, one story. What is true? Yes, the Russian females historically they're very feminine, um, but um, femininity doesn't mean that they weak or no. Absolutely not. Um, they, they, yes, because you know. Um, When I came to America, I experienced a lot of pressure in a lot of different ways, but one, um, of the most, um, difficult moment for me was, and for a while, you know, I was concentrated on my family very heavily. I was raising my children and my children quite young and, um people around me were doing projects, doing this and that. And and I felt constant pressure being mom 24 hours a day that I have to do something on top of that. Uh, it wasn't enough for the American society to just admit me that I'm a master, that I'm taking care of the family, that I'm beautiful, that I'm feminine, that I'm actually devoted to that. And this is 24 hour job without any holidays, without any days off. And, um, you know th- this this is one of these elements of femininity that people kind of take for granted so um in pleasure in mind i'm trying to deliver this idea that you don't have to leave uh, up on anyone anybody's standard standards you have to find whatever is silver lining for you and um just be that Whatever pleasure is yours, just be that. If you want to be a mother, just be that and enjoy and pour yourself into it. If you want to be a businesswoman, go for it. Be in charge of yourself. Don't let any um, stereotypes, don't let any um, public opinion or public, you know, whatever superhuman, superwoman image they created be on top of you. you got to be in charge of yourself. You have to do whatever pleases yours and then... People will recognize you as, you know, as this, uh,
0: whatever. Yeah, no, I I want to go back to what you were talking about and that you were under some pressure when you got here to America from Russia, that you were raising your kids and there were expectations of you to be more than a mom. I don't know if it was from people who aren't mothers, but that is the hardest job on the planet. And I don't give a crap who you're talking to it never ends. It's 24 hours a day. It's seven days a week, no holidays, no time off. And my mom is 73 or 74. I'm 52. And we talk every day because that is a never ending job.
1: I admire people who great in their careers. I admire people who just raising their kids. I admire everyone who knows what they're doing, because if you will listen to the lyric of pleasure in mine, it's starting, you know, the female is talking to the river. And this is actually very, ancient um, tradition, way of studying any fairy tales or any song in Slavic folk. Um, The female is very um, tightly woven together with the nature in Russian culture. And this is how they find their true identity. So you talk to the nature, and in the nature you see a fraction of yourself, and it gives you power and gives you knowledge about yourself. This is what we're talking about. You know, if you believe that you have to do certain things, go for it, and you don't have to be uh, pushed by any anybody's judgment, uh, anybody's stereotypes. It's your choice to be in charge. Uh, and this is, in my opinion, uh, how the um, you know, contemporary strong females should be these days just away from any stereotypes. You have to be in charge, but it has to be your choice.
0: You have taken it upon yourself to help immigration uh, for, for women. What is your feelings on what's going on at the border in America right now?
1: Immigration is very difficult and uh, very um, politicized, unfortunately, um, Problem And uh, I'm trying with my music and uh, with my philanthropic project to put it in a different perspective to the perspective of stories, because I think um, the stories needs to be changed. We have to create new impressions. And uh, when we will be looking at the people that do not look like us, that speak with an accent, having all these different stories in our mind, I think the stories next to the borders we'll start seeing less and less because we'll be welcoming people more and um the problem hopefully will be diminishing and
0: you talk about learning through stories it people learn through stories because they're much more interesting than just facts and figures and statistics. So I think the medium in which you're trying to reach people is incredibly impressive because that's what got me to want to talk to you is the music and, and the, and the lyrics and in the actual orchestration and stuff. So congratulations on you for finding your voice.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank no, you're you. very
0: welcome. And I, I wish you continued success in everything that you do At the end of Alia Michelson's life, what do you hope is the biggest feather in your cap? Because you have so many caps that you wear.
1: Oh, I hope that my children will remember me, the beautiful mother, you know, the mother that cared about them. Family is, whatever happens, is my safe place, my church, my first priority.
0: You know, kids can be awfully brutal sometimes. Uh, What do they think of mom's pop career?
1: Um, what do they think? they actually very supportive. You know, um, we have three kids with my husband and, uh, two girls and one of them, uh, she's very artistically oriented and she's like my biggest judge. And when I work on something, I'll show her something and I'm like, oh, what do you think? And, um, she usually, she's, oh mom, yeah, it's a great job. Yeah. Keep, keep going. <laughs> very supportive.
0: Oh, that's got to make you feel great. Yes. Will she eventually follow your footsteps and go into the, the creative arts?
1: Oh, I don't know. Whatever, whatever they want to do. Um, you know, in my life, uh, I was often, for a lot of different reasons, pushed by my parents to do certain things. And um, I'm trying to give as much freedom um, to my children. Um, I think they will be able to make their own choices. They were fortunate to live in the country that gives so many opportunities. So whatever they want to be, if they want to be artists. Yes, I will be very supportive.
0: Well, with the genes that they have from both parents, yours and Dr. Gary, I'm sure they're going to be hugely successful and change the world the way that you guys are trying to do as well. So congratulations to you. And thank you for sharing your time with us. And thanks also for the great music and the inspirational art that you do. You're you're a pleasure. You really are. You're a bright light in this world.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having
0: me. Spasibo and does vidania. That's it it for the Fuzzy Mike. Thank you. The Fuzzy Mike with Kevin Klein, Executive producer, Trish Klein. Mouth noises by Zach Sheesh at the Radio Farm. Get your fuzz fix online anytime at thefuzzymike.com. Everywhere with the iHeartRadio app and in this pocket. Wow, that is a lot of fuzz. Thanks for listening to the Fuzzy Mike.